Welcome to the Marketing Plan Podcast, where you'll find expert marketing advice for business owners and marketers who want real results. We bring you industry experts to give you advice on how to create more buzz around your brand. So buckle up and turn up the volume, because here comes our host, Sherry Benelli. We're going to take on the world. So welcome to another episode of the Marketing Plan Podcast. I am your host, Sherry Benelli, and today I am so excited to have Jason Portnoy here. He is the founder of JPort Media and the creator of the Perfectly Mentored Podcast. Welcome, Jason. You know, I am so excited to have you here. I mean, Jason is an industry expert. He's the founder of JPort Media, an online marketing agency with over $30 million in managed ad spend. I mean, that is a ton of money, Jason. That's a ton of money to manage. And Jason is also a speaker and consultant in the digital marketing space. He's a regular contributor to Entrepreneur Magazine, Addicted to Success, Thrive Global, and other publications as well. I I love writing for other um, websites and you know, publications. So you are a guy after my own heart. And you're also a creator of the acclaimed podcast, Perfectly Mentored, who has included such high caliber guests as Gary Vanderchuk, Damon John, Randy Zuckerberg, Grant Cardone, Russell Brunson. I mean, who could ask for any more guest appearances than that? I mean, amazing. So welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I, I want to hire you to follow me around to boost me up because like, <laughs> so a long entrepreneurial journey made to sound a lot sexier than it actually is. So thank you. It's very sexy, very sexy, Jason. Awesome. So before we get into talking about business and marketing and all that fun stuff, there is a fun question that I always like to ask my guests before we get started. So are you ready for this tough question? Let's go for it. Okay. Breakfast or lunch? Lunch. Why? I so if you would have asked me around two months ago, I probably would have said breakfast. Um, I, I would say I fall in the middle of brunch, but now I try to fast as much as possible. Uh, you know, in the mornings and then eat eat lunch. So I kind of have to say lunch. I'm kind of forced and pigeonholed to say lunch if I want to follow that routine and and, and live by it. But I'm the type of guy that at 12 o'clock, if we're going to go for lunch, I want eggs. So I, I secretly, I'm a breakfast guy, but I have to answer lunch based off my own, um, the way my own lifestyle right now. You know, I will tell you, you are the second guest that I've interviewed that has talked about fasting. And so that must be, I don't know where that's coming from. If it's coming from, you know, some expert guru that you guys are all following that I need to be following, but you are the second guest that I've interviewed that has talked about fasting or, you know, getting rid of toxins. So I may have to like, look up all that kind of stuff. And well, I just, I just, that. I just complexified. I don't even know that that's a word, but I just like, <laughs> I'm going to make it a word. I just complexified that easy, fun answer with you're like, well, can't you just give me a straight answer? It's, it's complicated, but now you understand why. Right. So, so you are a lunch guy, but eggs for lunch. Yeah. I'm a secretly a breakfast guy, but I have no choice, but to stay lunch in order to, in order to really believe in the lifestyle I'm following right now. Nice, nice answer. Yeah. Way to cover your bases. I love it. I love it. So we're going to talk about. I don't want to piss off the lunch people, and I don't want to <laughs> piss off the breakfast people. So here I hedge myself. So there we go. There you go. There you go. 
You answered it perfectly. Thank you. That's a fun question. I love to hear the answers that people give me. And so, you know, when we're talking about sales, marketing, those types of strategies, every company gets into business to make money and to make sales. I don't know of any business that gets started to lose money and to fail. And so everyone wants to make money. Most businesses want to grow. And so what I'd like to talk to you today about different ways that companies can grow their business through marketing strategies and ways that they can, you know, help their team grow and maybe offer a diversified offering as far as services go within the digital marketing world, if that's what you want to talk about, coaching perhaps, and how, you know, ideas that you have that we can help businesses grow in this ever-changing world. You know, I'll give you an example. Hulu now is offering small businesses a way to advertise on their streaming services. And so for me, that's kind of an interesting avenue. I mean, that's something that I think some small businesses are going to be interested in, especially because of COVID. Everyone is now binge watching their favorite TV shows. And I don't know that that's going to go away anytime soon because we're now addicted to binge watching, right? I mean, I am. Are you? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely watch way too much TV. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't and fall asleep without watching TV. Just put it all onto that way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I fall asleep with the TV on too, unfortunately. And so, I mean, that to me is another whole medium. I know like television advertising is not as strong as it once was, but streaming services, you know, people are compelled to watch those services and they tend to probably stick around because they can't fast forward through those commercials, through the streaming services. And, you know, for Hulu, for instance, if someone doesn't watch 100% of that commercial, they're not charged. And so I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities through different mediums for businesses to take advantage of those types of things and advantages for all sizes of businesses, not just the big players. And so I know your agency focuses a lot on paid media advertising. Jason, what type of mediums are working right now? And I know that depends a lot on what type of business it is. So for instance, you know, I'm getting hit up all the time by Pinterest, for instance, they want to promote their paid advertising now, which has really, really flourished and grown. Um, They're doing video pins now, video advertising that you can do on Pinterest. And I know that's not appropriate for a large commercial building company, for instance, but what type of advertising are you seeing that's working now in different various industries? So all advertising works. Uh, let's, I mean, if it's not working, then it's not working for you. Okay. Right. Does, doesn't mean the platform's broken because the platform wouldn't exist and people wouldn't be on it spending millions of dollars if it didn't work to some extent. So I think that's the, I, one of the biggest mix, misconceptions or one of the things that I get the most is Facebook ads just don't work. I'll use mm-hmm. Facebook ads as an example, right? So Facebook ads just don't work for my business. Hmm. Right. We managed, you said 30 million. That actually needs to be updated. We were over 50 million and have generated over $200 million in revenue for clients through Facebook alone. So, what part of it is not working? Right. It's working. It's just not working for you. And that's a, a lot of different reasons. And we could go into all the reasons, you know, why it may not be working. So, what type of advertising works? Every single type of advertising. What advertising should you do? Should you necessarily, if you're starting off, 
do every single form of advertising? Should you go Hulu, Facebook? No, you got to you got to pick. First of all, you may not have the budget to do a lot of these things. So you have to pick what's my biggest problem. And for most businesses starting off, it's awareness, right? I think the biggest reason businesses fail is obscurity. If people don't know they exist, they can't buy from them. And then they do a good enough job and then they drop the ball, right? So they'll spend money and awareness in order to get people to hear from them and buy from them. But then they fail and drop the ball to continue to stay in front of those people and get them to come back and buy again, right? So uh, all the channels work. Right. Regardless of iOS issues, regardless of all the things you hear, they all work. Your offer may not work. And your offer is more important. We were just talking about this offline that that I truly believe 75 percent plus of what it takes to make your online ad successful has nothing to do with the platforms. Right. And I, I use this analogy. If I said if you knew, liked and trust me, which is a lot of what marketing should go into. Right to build that authority and yep. know, like, and trust. If you knew, like, and trust me, and everyone knew that, and I said, I have Lamborghinis. I could get Lamborghinis, brand new Lamborghinis. They're not stolen because you know, like, and trust me, and I'm an ethical person, and I'm going to sell them for $1,000. I could literally know nothing about any of these platforms, put like a picture of it, and just say $1,000, call this number. I would sell out of every Lamborghini I have. And I could, I, I, I could, do broad targeting, which means I'm targeting absolutely no one. There's no interest. I'm not targeting specific people. I'm not doing any type of manual bid. I'm just doing that. And I would sell out. Why? Because my offer is irresistible. I have an offer that people cannot say no to. I have an offer that that people would be like, they would go broke. They would give me their last $1,000 in order to buy it. And it would make them money because they would turn around and sell it and make hundreds of thousand dollars. That's how good the offer is. But If I said I had a beat up 1984 Toyota Camry and I'm going to sell it for $400,000, I could do all the manual bidding. I could try all the right targeting. I could go niche. I could go this. I could go that. I could try Pinterest. I could do remarketing over through Google and, and make a cool YouTube video. I wouldn't sell one of them. So, you know, when people ask me what works, I mean, they would try that Toyota ad and they would say online marketing doesn't work. Right. But it works. You're just offered doesn't go. So you talked about growing, right? How to grow a business. Like people overcomplicate things. There's only three ways to grow a business. One, get more customers, more clients. Two, and this is Jay Abraham, right? Like get more clients and more customers. Two, increase your pricing. And you could talk about that as an average order value, but increase pricing. And three, get them to buy more often. Those are the only three ways that you could possibly grow a business. So do you think, so here's a question that I get a lot when I'm talking with clients, as, especially with regard to social media, advertising, and those types of things. So for instance, I'll talk to a plumber or a landscaper and they'll be like, well, I don't think Instagram is right for me because who wants to see pictures of a plumber, for instance? Mm-hmm. So do you think that there are certain niches where some certain social media platforms are not right for? Or do you think that almost any industry is good for almost any social media platform? We grew a plumber 51% in their first month with us through Instagram and Facebook alone. Okay. Their their sales grew 51%. The reason being is, look, a plumber isn't one of those things that you're going to go on Facebook and be like, I need a plumber. My toilet's been leaking. Oh, I see this ad for a plumber. 
thankfully for five days, my toilet's been leaking. And now I see an ad for a plumber. I'm going to go. So yes, you have different platforms that have different intent, right? So if you're a plumber, should you 1000% be on Google and try to get yourself ranked higher so that when someone searches New York city plumbing or Montreal plumber or something like that, that you rank high and you're there and you have good reviews and you look good on there. Yes. that should be your focus because it's intent. People are going to search for you. Right. Right. So you have to understand the intent of the platforms. However, one of the things you always want to do is be top of mind so that when someone does need a plumber, they don't think of any other plumber, but you, because all they've done is, is, is see you. So I'll give you the exact strategy we're using with them. They're putting out how to videos, like how to videos that most plumbers don't want to get calls for, right? How to unclog your, your sink, how like they don't want to get called. And, and trust me, the plumber would rather go on a bigger job than be pulled away from something and, and spend an hour. Like it's a, it's not that great for them. So how to videos, how to stop the shower from dripping, how to choose the right plunger, you know, what not to flush down the toilet, <laughs> things like, things like that, right. That are fun, educational, right. Everyone, you know, could benefit from that. They're like, oh yeah. Oh man. I've been using the, I've been using a toilet plunger on my kitchen sink. Something I actually just found out this week that I've been doing from one of wrong. my client's videos. That's right. Wrong. So Yeah there's a special plunger for sinks and there's a special plunger that's for toilets. And you know, there's certain things that you think you could throw down a toilet. There's certain things you put down a guard, but everyone has these problems, but by them solving that, what are they doing? There's building trust and credibility that now when they call you, like, here's the guy that we know, we know him. We see him on the videos every single day. He's telling us what to do and not to call him for these things. Right. He's telling us what to do. There's that trust factor. And that when you do come in, they trust you. Mm-hmm. and your name is always there. And so that when they do Google Montreal plumber or New York plumber or Chicago city plumber, and that name pops up, they're like, I know these guys. And they click it and they click it. And you could be the second on the list, you could be third on the list, but as long as you're on that list, they'll click it because they know, like, and trust you. So um, I would say your strategies have to adapt a little bit more. Should you go into it and be like, this is how we're going to grow our entire business as a plumbing company. Maybe if you're a one man show for sure. Um, you know, but if you're a business, you, you have to, you have to think like, this isn't going to necessarily lead to direct sales, but we got to be present. Right. No, that's really interesting actually. And so do you find that a lot of these clients that you're working with, do they create their own videos and just with like their iPhone and just do raw videos and then just send raw them videos. to you? Raw, raw videos with their iPhone. You know, we, we talk about strategy. We talk about what to do you know, we're not a content agency, so we're not going to go start filming things and, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll do basic editing and whatnot, but we're not a content agency. So, um, we're very, we're very good at what we do and we stay in our lane, but that being said, I understand from a macro, the strategies that are needed. So I'm able to have those high level calls of being like, no, this type of content is going to work well. Or if you want to do a real, do something like this. Oh yeah. Bring your kid into the video. That should definitely help. <laughs> So when you say you're not a content agency, do you help the the client map out like different ideas for them? Or do you rely on the client to come up with these ideas? Because I know sometimes clients have a hard time kind of thinking outside of the box. And I hate that phrase. I wish we could come up with something different. But do you help them think up ideas for, for the clients to use for these types of videos? How does that process work? Yeah, we'll strategize with them. Um, 
Look, for the most part, from an agency side of things, we work with people who have a proven business. So we don't work with a lot of startups. So if you do have a proven concept, we're able to look back at past creatives and kind of map out which creatives have done better than others and kind of, you know, present them an overlay. Be like, here, look, UGC content, user generated content has worked really well for you. Uh, Explainer videos have done really well for you. What hasn't? Your static image of just your product, for example, Mm. that's not doing well for you create more content like this. But I always say things change, right? So what happens is testimonials do really well. They always do really well. Uh, But I'm just going to use it as as an example. Testimonial videos, right? Every client should have those. Every single person running a business should get testimonial videos. It's an important asset to have. But when everyone starts running testimonial videos, you do not stand out in the newsfeed anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer that when everyone goes left, go right. Because Be different. that's you. I mean, the whole purpose of an ad, right? Everyone's like an ads to sell. No, the purpose of an ad is to get them to stop scrolling. That's the number one point of the creative, right? That the creative isn't to, to sell. The number one point of the creative is, is to get them to stop. It's like the same thing with copy. What's the, what's the purpose of the first line? And everyone's like shock. I'm like, no, the purpose of the first line is to get them to read the second line. And the purpose of the second line is to get them to read the third line. And if you start writing things like that, you'll write great copy because it's slippery. It's a, it has to be slippery because you don't want them to fall off anywhere. So if you're reading something and all of a sudden you fall off on a line, fix that. That's right. where you start fixing things. You don't go to the headline right away. You start fixing those things. So the whole point of creative is to get them to stop. So if everything looks the same, they're not going to stop. So you have to be different. That's why testimonial videos and UGC content looked so great because everyone was running ads. They got filled with ads and all of a sudden it looked like something native. Oh, maybe my friend posted this. I'll stop. Oh no, this is an ad. And you don't know till you're halfway through watching the video, right? I still think they work. I'm just giving an example of, of, of how you start thinking things. So yeah, we definitely have these strategies with our clients, but um, it's their job to then go produce those assets. So do you edit the videos? So like, let's say they're taking a raw video. I know a lot of clients don't have the technical ability to add images or text overlays and those types of things, or maybe even edit those videos. Does your team go in and edit and kind of make the videos more better, obviously, so that they are more appealing? I mean, we don't, we'll, we'll do some minor tweaking, but for the most part, it would cost us more. It would cost you more to get us to edit the video than it would to sign up for something like No Limit Creative for $800 a month and give them all your assets and have them do it. Okay. I would charge you more than $800, right? But here for $800, you're getting unlimited. Go dump all your creative for a month in there, sign up for one month, and then fire them if you need to. Don't do that. (laughs) Jeff's actually a really good guy, and the service is really good. But there are affordable services. V.io is another great company. You sign up. It's like, it's not that expensive per month. You go and you upload your video. You can add captions right away. There is no need right now for people to sit there and say, I don't have the means or the talents to do it. Canva. There's a million different ways that you could plug and play templates, right? You could search Instagram story templates on Canva and download that Canva, change the colors. It's very easy and put it in. You like, like I, I think a, a caveman, being thought out could figure out Canva within, within a half an hour. But I, I just don't buy those excuses anymore. So because we don't like doing that work and we feel like the, like it, it shouldn't be the case, 
I'm a big believer in charge for the charge more for the things you don't want to do. Okay. So some like if so, I don't want to spend my day one-on-one consulting with people, right? Like my day would get filled. So if I, if I did that for free, so I charge and I charge accordingly. Now, if you're willing to pay it, I'll get, I'll jump on the call with you one-on-one. Right. But if you're not willing to pay it, well, great. I could focus on running my business and make more money than that call would have made me. So that's the way I kind of look at things. And I think business owners kind of just make every excuse possible, but it's 2021. We're about to go into 2022. Anything that you think of as a bottleneck for your business, there is a tool that could automate or optimize or make things easier for you. Awesome. So when you're going through, I guess, the marketing planning process with a client, kind of walk me through the steps on how you explain to the client the benefits of paid for advertising. And how do you determine what what social media platform you're going to go with first? Or do you generally go for a multi-tiered or a multi-platform campaign right out the gate? So I won't work with the client if I have to explain the benefits of online advertising. Okay. Right. That's how I started in 2015. Right. In 2015, I ran ads for the agency. Now we run zero ads, all referral based. I ran ads and everyone listening is sitting there saying, of course you ran ads. Everyone runs ads. I see all the guru ads. I ran ads because the biggest objection I had when I got on the phone with people wasn't, are you good? I've spoken to 400 agencies. It was, how do I know this thing Facebook ads even work? That was the objection. So imagine we're, we're going back almost, almost seven years now. That was the biggest concern. How do I even know this works? So my way to combat it was, well, how do we get on this call? And they're like, mm-hmm. I clicked your ad. Oh, so if I could get you to click an ad and do it, Ooh. then that's proof that I could do it. Yep. And it's not good enough that I talked about that. I did it for my clothing company or I did it, whatever. People want to know what I could do for them, not what I did for myself. So that was my one way of dem- demoing it. And that solved an objection. So r- right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I don't know if online advertising, I don't know what, about the benefits on this. Good luck. You're a dinosaur. Right. You're going to be extinct. Your business is going to go under, right? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. It, it's not harsh. There shouldn't be any, any agency owner, any marketer listening to this right now. If you have a client that, that needs you to explain the benefits of online advertising, hang up the phone, go, go to the next call. Cause I, that's going to be a headache because every week they're going to call you up and be, and, and ask, well, we just spent $50. What did we get? Nothing. Oh, we just spent $60. What did we get? Not you're going to shoot yourself. So, um, don't do that. Hang up the phone on them. I, I won't waste time explaining the benefits because the benefits are immense. All right. Like, like brands grow to nine figures up on, up, up online advertising, right? Online advertising is now surpassed traditional advertising. So if you still need to see the benefits of that, good luck with your magazine, you know, with your magazine ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's number one. Number two is which platform do we go for first? It's all, it's all, everything's mapped out by what your goals are, right? So what are your goals? And let's reverse engineer. If you're like, Hey, my goal is that when, um, you know, we're a restaurant that when people search for pizza parlors, we think they, they come to us. Well, great. Then I'd probably do search first, right? I'd probably do search first. And then I'd move into like spending a little bit of money to just always stay top of mind. Like we did for the plumber. If your goal is like, Hey, I just launched a new brand. I want to get in front of as many people as possible. Google's not for you because no one's Googling your product. 
No one's Googling your name, which has branded search is the highest ROI out of all Google ads, right? Like for e-commerce, right? So, and you're not going to rank for a lot of the stuff. Like if you sell t-shirts, you're not going to rank in t-shirts. So you're bidding on that. It's just a waste of your money, period. So go in front of people. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. The, the, that's how you get in front. That's how you get in front of people. So it all comes down to what their goals are. And then you, and then you map that out. Like, and then if you have the budget, you diversify. Would I sit there and say, start with Hulu first? Probably not because chances are you don't even have the creative assets to go live on Hulu. Mm-hmm. People want to jump on TikTok. Chances are they don't even have the creative to launch on TikTok because you can't just put up a single image on TikTok and be like, here's my ad because I hear TikTok's working. If you don't even have creative to, to go on Facebook or Instagram, you certainly don't have the creative to go on TikTok. So you have to map out and you have to know your strategy and you have to adapt towards that and then reverse engineer and, and plan it all out. I mean, but that's that's kind of our, our process, how we walk through with them. So when you have clients come on board with you, is there a certain limit ads, a limited ad spend? Do they have to meet a maximum threshold for the amount of ad spend that they're willing to go with, with your agency? Do you recommend that other marketers have a limit? Cause I know for me, for instance, I focus primarily on search engine optimization, content marketing, reputation marketing, those types of services. I have not been able to figure out um, just me personally, a way to make for instance, Google ads, a profitable way to, you know, make money as an agency. And so um, do you have guidelines that you say, okay, we're only going to take clients that have an ad spend of X amount of dollars. Do you recommend that? How do you recommend that marketing agencies, digital marketing agencies price out their services? Do you have any recommendations as far as that goes? Yeah. I mean, so look, our agency focused primarily on e-commerce, right? We're majority e-commerce. I would sit there and say, unless you're willing to spend 10 to $15,000 a month on ads, if you're an e-commerce brand, you're going to have a very tough time. Why am I, I'm not arbitrarily making that number up. Why? I mean, it's again, everything I do is grounded in numbers and reverse engineering based off goals. So if Facebook sits there and says, you need 50 conversions per ad set per week, in order for, for us to optimize and be our best, well, then you could just do that. How much am I willing to pay to acquire a customer? What's my average customer acquisition cost, right? I needed to do that times 50 divided by seven. That's my daily spend on that one ad set. And that's how you do the math and, it's, and, and, and it adds up. And that's assuming you're hitting home runs right out of the gate. That doesn't include a testing budget. That doesn't include trying to figure out what's working, what's not, which is an important part. Um, so I, I'd sit there and say, if you're going to be less than 10,000, you, you can't test anything. Mm-hmm. You, you're hoping that you're going to hit things out of the park and, and go with it. And if that's your goal, no problem. You, just, you could carpet bomb. A carpet bomb is just like target the entire area and, and, and hope it's going to work. And that works actually pretty well for service businesses, right? You, you, you could definitely do that. Um, so I, I, think, I think you just have to reverse engineer and the math, the math adds up. The name of paid media is the person who could, who, can, and I say can and not should, who can afford to pay the most to acquire the customer wins. Because if I've, you need I've heard four, that before. If you need a 4X return, right? If for every dollar you put into Facebook, for example, you need $4 back in sales. And I come in and sit there and say, I'm okay losing $20 on every customer. So for every dollar, I'm willing to go negative 19. 
or whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to lose money on it, right? I'm willing to make 25 cents, right? I'm going to beat you because I could spend more than you. I could scale way faster than you. I, I could, I could afford to spend more, right? Cause you need that, that high return. I don't. And the only way for me to be able to afford to do that is if I have my back end so tied up so that if you could lose money on an acquisition cost, like I'll give you a perfect example. If you're a client that sells, you know, your average, your average customer buys from you 10 more times throughout the year. And this is what I said. There's three, there's like, there's five growth levers, but repeat buying frequency is one, like buying frequency is one of them. Why is that so important? Because if I buy from you 10 more times throughout the year, you could lose money on me on the initial acquisition because you still have nine more sales coming for me from free. Right. But people don't pay on that. People want to be so profitable on the acquisition. And I get it. Cash flow matters for a small business, and not all small businesses could do this, which is why smaller businesses have harder time than bigger businesses on these platforms because they can't play the same game. And the game is rigged. And I mean this, the game is rigged for the people with the more with, with more money. Nope, I agree. So at some point, at some point, you have to figure out: am I okay losing, or do I need to be super profitable and scale really slowly and have to diversify and, and, and bang my head against the wall? Um but there's no, I'll spend $50 a day for the next 100 days and, and slowly do it. I'd much rather, I'd much rather spend the $5,000 in one shot, get the data and optimize and, and, and move things around than slowly bleed money and, and never get the data. But that's kind of the way, the way I look at paid media. Okay. okay. By the way, the, the way most people don't talk about paid media, to be honest with you, is they don't talk about these things. They talk about, yeah, hire me and I'll, and I'll grow your business. Right. But but first of all, like growing my business to what, right? How profitable am I going to be? No agency, no, no, nobody talks about that. They, they all want to, they all want to talk about the revenue they make, but revenue was a vanity metric. doesn't mean anything. If I did eight figures, but I spent nine figures to make those eight figures. Doesn't matter. I lost money. Yeah. I lost money. So what matters is the money I bank, how much money comes home into my bank account after. Well, I noticed on your website, you talk a lot about return on ad spend and how important that is. So as far as reporting back to your clients, and even if you're an internal marketer or someone who's tasked with doing marketing for your own company, you know, what type so, of... Um, me- I, I think it's important because I, I got in- I don't really talk about how important return on ad spend is because I don't believe it's so important. Okay. In some results, I'll flaunt that number. Because it's I'm a marketer. Mm-hmm. I know if you're coming to my into my eco into my system and you're looking for an agent, I know that's going to be an important number to you. So I have to show you the results I have, and then when we get you on a phone call, I'll tell you how not important it is. And this is and and, and it's marketing, right? That, that's mar- I'm just being honest, right? Like I'm not here to sell anyone on, on dreams. I'm here to I'm here to ground it. Like I think I'm the worst salesperson for our agency because I kill more deals than 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 we make because people come on to like I heard such great things about you. We really want to work with you. We're prepared to start tomorrow. And I'm like, well, how many sales do you have? And like we're just getting started. I'm like, I'm like, oh boy. No. And then I, and then like, I'm the dark cloud and after the phone call, like this is their face when they start off and this is their, and their face after is like, like the, you, they, killed you, their want, dreams. you, you want to quit, but those are the people that, that then bounce around from agency to agency and say the agencies burnt them. These are the people that, that, that now go out of business because they're paying agencies ridiculous fees for something they can never recoup. Like they were paying, like I just dealt with, with a prospect who was paying an agency 
thousands and thousands of dollars, but spending hundred dollar, but, but spending $25 a day in ad spend. How do you ever recoup that fee? Like no. you'd have to have like a 400 X return in order to recoup that fee. So there's the math right then and there, like that should be your first question. If I'm paying you this much, how fast do I recoup that money? Or the it other thing be, that yeah. I find Jason is that you have businesses that are definitely on a budget and they say, well, I want your services, but $2,500 or $3,500 a month is too much. And it's like, well, okay, then you can stay where you're at, which is at the bottom and you're not ever going to grow. And, but, but maybe it is too much for them. And in which case, if, 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 if I'm convinced it's not most time price objections are value-based are, are you didn't do a good enough job building that value. Right. Cause if I really believed and showed you that I could take $10,000 from you and turn it into a hundred thousand and you pretty much believe that you would go sell your car in order to give me that $10,000. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You would you yep. would do that because you believe in it. And we see it all the time. Like people say $2,500 is too expensive, but then they go buy a, a, a $1,500 iPhone. Right. Like which one do you need more? Do you need the latest iPhone or do you need sales for your business? But it's because marketing, there's no guarantees. It's not a belief. I know I'm going to get my phone. I know I'm going to have this in my hand. I don't know if I'm going to go with you and sit there and say, so I'd much rather spend $1,500 on my phone than go to Vegas and put $2,500 down on then and $1,500 down on a table, Mm -hmm. but still people will spend $1,500 on a table, but won't spend it on their business. Right. Right. They look at marketing as a cost versus an investment. And so, it is it is an investment. So, but assuming you're the you're the best salesperson in the world, you built all that value and they told you that your price they can't afford it. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I we're not the cheapest agency. No. I know that. No. I, I, I know what I know what I know what other agencies charge, right? We're definitely not the cheapest, but I'm confident in my results. Right. And because right. I'm confident, I believe I could charge that amount. And if you, if I've done everything in my part to convince you that we could do that and you still think my price is too expensive, good luck. Exactly. Good luck. Yeah. The hardest, the, the, the biggest lesson I've learned in business, and it's the hardest thing to do, especially when you're starting off because you want the money, is to say no. And that's why I told you I'm my own worst salesperson because I will kill deals. I, I'll say no more than I'll say yes. Because if you say yes to me, you heard everything I said. You bought into, there's the disclaimers. There's the, on the cigarette pack, the picture of the lungs and everything on there. And you're still going to pick up that cigarette box. That's me on the picture of the, of, of the, of the lung on, on, on your agency, right? I'm the picture of what it's going to be. And I'm going to warn you about all the side effects that could happen. If you still want to sign with me, let's roll. Let's have a great time together. Let's make a lot of money together. But if you, we don't, and you go again, and, and I warned you of all the things that will happen. Well, then I was being transparent. Mm-hmm. I warned you this was going to happen. Right. But you want to give it a whirl and try anyways, no problem. But that's why I try to say yes more to people I, uh, that we're confident we could help. So if you come to me and I'm like, I'm not sure. And you're like, well, look, I'm funded. I have a billion dollars in funding. I'm going to give it to some agency to test. I'd rather give it to you because I hear good things about you. And if you lose it and we don't do it, well, who cares? We're funded. Yeah, I'll, I'll work with you on that because now we understand we understand each other's language. Mm-hmm. But if you came to me and you're like, this is my last $5,000, $10,000, I'd, I'd much rather sit there and say, join my coaching program or, or you know what, let's spend the rest of this call 
not selling, you're not going to be a fit for the agency, but let me help you. You booked this 45 minute call anyways. So now we're 20 minutes into the call. You have 25 minutes left. Let's talk about your business and, and, and what you should be doing. And let me, and let me point you in the right direction. And right. 90% of the time, those people will go to another agency. They'll charge them $1,500 a month. They'll lose the $1,500. They'll get burnt and they'll claim agencies aren't, aren't honest people. The gurus lied to them. And that the and then to circle it all back to how we started this first this this podcast, that online advertising doesn't work. But you know what? I bet they remember you and your conversation and the help that you offered them. Hopefully, but yeah. But I do because I've had a brand. I've been burnt. I've been on the other side of the table. No, right. I've been on that side, and and I I don't want it. And and. I don't sleep well at night, you know, as like, you know, I, I worry about my kids. I worry about my, you know, my family and that we're all going to be healthy and safe. The last thing I need to worry about is, man, is Sherry sleeping tonight? Because we just lost $5,000 for her, right? Is she sleeping tonight? Is she worried? Maybe she's mad. Maybe she like, I take, I like, I'm so empathetic that when someone gives us money, like you said, it's like $50 million in, in managed ad spend. I, I, I don't say that lightly. That is a huge, that comes with a huge weight on our shoulders and a huge responsibility. And I don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. I don't take a thousand dollars lightly. I don't take a hundred thousand dollars. That's a lightly. huge responsibility. It's a huge, huge responsibility that someone trusts you enough to hand you a check for tens of thousand dollars and say, please help me grow my business. So you have to be damn sure that you believe you could help them, that you're the right person to help them because Otherwise you're just unethical and you're, and you're, and you're, you're shady, you're a shady character. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's not me. So I won't sleep at night. So if you did that to me and, and I was like, okay, I need the money. I'm going to take it. And then we're not getting you results. Even if I believe I could get you the results, I still can't guarantee it. There are some clients we don't get results for. I'm not right. perfect, right. but I will not take you on unless I thought I could, but sometimes we just can't. And that's normal. That happens right? Like you go on a date, you love the person, you date for six months, you're convinced that that person's yours, but then you break up because they're not right. the right person anymore. And it didn't, it, it's not as, as what you thought it would be. doesn't mean you're, you, you had a bad taste, a bad judge of character or that you didn't go into it with the right, the right, the right thoughts or the right yeah. intentions is the word I was looking for. But yeah. So, I mean, we don't always help everyone, but I'll sleep a lot better at night knowing that we're, that we're, that where things are working for you, then they're not working for you. So I don't need that headache. And that's why we say no. Yeah. And no, I, I mean, I agree that I think there are a lot of digital marketing agencies that give like reputable agencies like yours and mine, a bad name. And that I think is the hardest thing. It's so yeah, easy so, for anybody to put up a website and call themselves a digital marketer. These so days. the best thing you could ever do is say no to people. Mm-hmm. If you truly believe that, if you truly believe, and I believe this, cause I call it out. If you go follow me on Twitter, I'm a big complainer and I call out a lot of people on there, like not individually, but I say them like it's, it's a marketers rank lower in trust than politicians, right? In a survey, they rank lower in trust than politicians, which is scary. So you want to do your part and you want to change the industry, say no to clients. Because by you saying yes to the wrong type of clients and you don't know if you could help them and you don't get the results, you're contributing to the problem and not helping solve the problem. Go say no. Say no more often and let them go to all those people and let all those agencies get burnt by people talking about how bad that agency is. They'll go out of business, but guess what? You won't. Yep. 
Very you true. won't, and you'll survive. It's a longer game. So you want to help solve the problem, or do you want to complain about? You want to you want to be a solution or a problem? And and if you want to be a solution, say no more often. Yeah, and that's why having such a high like my agency has a very high retention rate, and that to me is very important. Like my clients, when I, I get them, stay with me, and that's that's what I feel is really good. You know what I mean? I agree. So that's very important. Um, now we had talked a little bit about, I know you had mentioned coaching and I also am a coach for businesses too, because I feel like a lot of businesses don't even have the basics covered. Like they don't have a marketing plan. They haven't analyzed their entire online presence. They don't even have their website covered for just like the basics. Um, as far as search engine optimization, they don't have their social media channels set up properly. They don't know who their buyers are. You know, they haven't even talked to their sales reps to find out what questions potential customers and clients are asking. So what type of coaching do you do? So my coaching is premised around the five key levers on how to grow a business, which are awareness, lead gen, conversion rate, price, and buying frequency. Those are the five main levers to grow a business, right? Anything you think of to pull one of the levers to grow, to grow more, fall under one of those five. Now, what people do is they want to grow. So they pull the awareness lever. I'm going to go all in on ads, right? But then they send people an offer that doesn't make sense. So no one converts and no one buys and, and it goes zero across the board and you're all in on one lever. What you, what you have to learn is Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett credits his wealth to compound interest, right? That's the number one way if you want to invest safely, as safe as possible in investing in the market and grow is let things compound. If you get 5%, let it compound 5%, 5%, 5%, 5% adds up quickly. If you let it compound over the course of a 10 year period, applying that same system into business where I don't have to go all in on one area. I just have to get incrementally better in all five areas. So for example, in all those five areas, if you could double your results in all those five areas, your return isn't 2xing your business or 10xing, it's 32xing your business. So if you were making, you know, a thousand, a hundred thousand, you could go to 32 million, right? Like wow. if you, if you, if you doubled all those things because they compound on one another. But if you just sit there and say doubling every area, that's just grandiose. But if you wanted to get 10% better in each area, well, then you like almost two to six x your business, right? And th that's not small because again, you're 2xing your business this year. Do it again, get incrementally better the next year. You're 2Xing your bit. You, it compounds. It's monumental, geometric growth. So I think a lot of people that come into an agency and, they, and they're looking for you know, a marketing solution that's going to solve their business problems, but they come in and you know, most businesses aren't equipped to have the success of online marketing that other businesses have. So whether it's a mindset issue, whether it's a financial understanding, whether it's knowing their numbers, whether it's, whether it's you know, understanding the conversion rate on your site or understanding the traffic source or, or, or different things, or even how do I get people to even buy again from me, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're, an, if you're an agency listening to this and your retention is three months, how do you go? How do you take them to six months? Because if you could do them for six months, well, guess what? That's an incremental growth. You didn't have to focus on even a cent in paid advertising. But people need to learn how to incrementally grow their business that way. And that's what I teach. 
Okay. And so are these one-on-one trainings that you do? So do you mentor the, the businesses one-on-one? Is it group coaching? So this, so this is a group, this is a group program. Um, there's a couple of calls a week. We come in as a group, you have access to me, it's me. And then a private offline community. It's not a Facebook group. It's an offline community. It's not Slack. Um, you come in and you could ask whatever questions you want. Uh, I'll film a loom video or a video, you know, answering your question, going, like going through it anything pertaining to your business growth and what to do. I have videos on each one of those levers on how to grow. So it's not a course, it's actually a program and you go through it and it's a year long. You're with me for a year. It's me holding your hand done with you in a group environment for one, for one year. And then, yeah, of course I do have the one-on-one private consulting, but like I said, because my time is very limited, I charge accordingly for that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, if you're, if you're looking at at, at, if you're, if you're interested in that and you want something more intimate, then, then you're more than welcome to, to see if you qualify for that. Yeah. And Jason has kindly offered some information about his group coaching, and we're going to go ahead and put that in the show notes. And so you can go ahead and check out that in case you're interested in, in getting in on Jason's uh, group coaching plan, which is, I think, really exciting. So as far as, uh, you know, we had talked a little bit about, we talked a lot about social media and all of that information is fantastic. One other area that I'd like to touch on that I know your agency focuses on is also retention marketing. And I'll make this really quick because I know we've been chatting for a while. Retention marketing, obviously it's, it's less expensive to keep a client and add more services to that client versus going out and trying to get a new client. Do you have any tips on how you can upsell current clients on other services that might be able to help our audience? Yeah. I mean, look, what you just said, it's the fifth lever, it's right. is buying frequency is, is getting them to stay with you. So, I mean, it really depends on the type of business you're in, but you know, if you're an agency and you're doing, um, you know, and you run all paid media, for example, and someone hires you for Facebook, number one way to get them to upsell on another service is get them results on Facebook first, get results for them, and then say, hey, I think you're ready for the next platform. We do this, right? Because if you're not getting them results, you can't upsell them anything. So results matter the most. Okay. Uh, if you're an e-commerce business, it's finding ways to, to one, uh, drop new products, stay in front of your list, email your list. Email is not dead. Email and SMS. You want to talk about Retention, email and SMS, email your list and, and, and text your list often and with value, and then learn how to segment them properly and to engage users so you avoid spam filters uh, and whatnot. But I mean, email and SMS, I would say, I would say most people, and I would say most listeners here, because most list or most people I talk to aren't using that nearly enough. They'll blast a, their entire list once a month or twice a month with a promotion and say, Hey, I'm doing email marketing. That's not email marketing. You focus on retention. Like, like even direct mail is a retention strategy that we use, right? Like awesome. sending gifts to people, getting people to come back. Uh, you know, how do you create that moment? But I, I prefaced it and I'll go back to it is you could have all the best retention strategy in the world, but if you're not getting results, it won't matter. So results are the first thing you should do. Once you start getting those results, then you can go ahead and add and that, and that applies to any industry guys, you know, whether you are 
building large construction buildings, whether or not you're a flower shop and you are selling, you know, items there, no matter what industry you're in, results are the first thing that you should get. And then you can go ahead and upsell your current clients. And I agree with Jason. I think that email marketing and SMS, as long as you have permission, obviously to reach out to those people is a great way to go ahead and get get them to buy other things. So I think that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, so one other last question, unless you have, do you have anything else you want to add before we go into our last and final question? Oh, I feel like, I feel like I ranted enough. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm jacked up and energized. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, this was so great. I, I told you everyone, this, this has been a great interview. I have learned so much and I hope everybody else has too, but I have one last question that I like to ask my guests. I believe if you don't make mistakes, you're not doing something right. Um, what's one marketing mistake you've made and what did you learn from it that our audience could learn from? A marketing mistake? Yeah, a marketing mistake or just a, a business mistake. I'll give you a business mistake. I didn't ask for help soon enough. Okay. Right. Uh, I think that's the number one mistake businesses make is they try to go at it alone uh, and they don't ask and they don't ask for help. Help has been... Has been uh, for some reason, ingrained in us as a sign of weakness, right? And and I see it even with my kids when I'm like, here, let daddy help you. And they're like, no, I can do it myself, mm -hmm. right? And they need the help and I see they need the help, right? So for some reason ingrained as a kid, and I try to tell my kids that, you know, it's not a bad thing if I help you, right? Because I'll show you and then you'll be able to do it for the rest of your time after. I could do it myself, right? That's And, and it goes with us, whether we're, whether we're three years old or 40 years old, we, most people have that mentality. From a marketing mistake, um, I, I didn't invest enough into, into marketing early on when, you know, we're all complaining about the rising cost of advertising. I should have went, I should have went harder. Okay. I should, I should, I should have put more money in. And, and I think that's the regret most people have when it comes to advertising. Like, imagine I spent this much four years ago, what my results would have been. Mm -hmm. That's usually the biggest, the biggest thing people say in marketing, or I wish I would have jumped on this platform early enough earlier, but no one like, but then when they're up presented with the opportunity, they don't, they, they don't do it. So just if, if there's anything I could, I could leave you with is just think about that. And the next time you're saying no to an opportunity, just be like, is this going to be one of those things in like 10 years, if this catches on, I'm going to be like, man, I hate myself for not, for not trying it. Um, because I mean, when it comes to growing your business, try it as long as it's not going to put your business in, in a state of like uh, deficit or, or hurt you taste everything. Like Gary Vaynerchuk says, taste everything. Awesome. Great advice. Well, thank you, Jason. We're going to go ahead and put Jason's information in the show notes. And I just want to thank you, Jason. This has been an incredible interview. And I know that our audience is just going to get a ton of information. And I just want to thank you because I am so appreciative that you decided to be here today. Thank you so much. Any last My pleasure. Parting thank you so words? much for having me. Yeah. Any last parting words of wisdom? Uh, yeah. So I had Evan Carmichael on, on, uh, on the podcast uh, and he was, and he gave me a really good idea. So I'm going to pay this forward. If you really like this episode, you know, having a podcast is really, really, really hard. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, time being spent into people trying to put out content to help people. So if you really enjoyed this, go leave Sherry a five-star review, go subscribe, uh, leave a comment. I could tell you I'm, I'm 150 plus episodes in and it means the world to me when people do that to me. So I know how important it is 
Um, you know, even people I know who have, you know, thousands of episodes, they talk about the comments they get and, and the five stars. So that's honestly the best thing you could do is go leave that, that for Sherry on her podcast. Jay, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Thank you. That is so wonderful. I really appreciate that. And again, thank you so much for being here today. Such great advice for everybody. And again, thank you. I appreciate you being here today. I know how busy you are. So you've been a great guest and I hope you come back and join us again sometime. Anytime. All right. Thank you.